Father, we bless you, we honor you, we love you this day. Speak in this place, Holy Spirit, and have your way. Use us for your glory. The grass withers, the flower flees, but the word of our God will last forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you'd open up your Bibles for just a moment to 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. I want to begin reading at the very first verse. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. You can read from whatever version you have in front of you. They may sound different, but contextually they will mean the same. 2 Corinthians 13, beginning at verse 1. This is the third time that I'm visiting you. Every fact shall be sustained and confirmed by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I have already warned you, warned those who have sinned in the past and all the rest as well, and I have warned them now even though I am absent from you, as I did when I was with you the second time, that if I come back, I will not spare anyone. Since you seek forensic proof that Christ is speaking in and through me, he is not weak or ineffective in dealing with you, but powerful within you. For even though he was crucified in weakness, yielding himself, yet he lives resurrected by the power of God, his Father. For we too are weak in him as he was humanly weak, yet we are alive and well in fellowship with him because of the power of God directed toward you. For the next few moments, I want to raise this theme, depleted but not defeated. Just look at somebody on your way to sit down to tell them, I've been depleted but I'm not defeated. Yeah, you can tell somebody on the side, wave at them, say, I've been depleted, but I'm not defeated. Depleted, but not defeated. I've, I've been through some things that have, that have drained me, that have reduced some of my effectiveness. I, I've been through some things that that have caused me to increase more of my energy to get through. I've been depleted, but I'm not defeated. I've had a few people talk about me. I've had some situations that were controversial, and some folk may not outright like me. I've been depleted, but I'm not defeated. I've taken some arrows of misfortune. I've sat on the mourner's bench in grief. I've had some times of sickness and some days of sorrow. I've been depleted, but not defeated. I've had some folk turn their back on me. I've even had some folks scandalize my name. I've been depleted, but I'm not defeated. I don't care what anybody says to you today. When you leave, if you don't get anything else I say, you ought to be able to stand with your feet flat on the ground and tell somebody, I've been defeated, but I'm not defeated. I, 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 I draw this today 
from this story because all of us have been experiencing the world as we know it. From the pandemic to now post-pandemic still feel like pandemic. Some of us are masked. We all are experiencing this. We all experienced together what happened to Tyree Nichols. And many of you watched the video. Some of you couldn't even watch it. And you watched the most heinous crime of man's inhumanity to man. I don't care what you look like. There's no way you could see something like that and not be jarred to your very core as you watch the murder of a small man, wasn't a big guy, being beaten to death by grown men while completely subdued with handcuffs. And, and someone said to me, it's, it, it, it made it more difficult to see that it was people that looked like him. And others began to say, it's because you wear the color. It's blue against the world. It's, and it's not that simple. It's not that simple. I, I, we can create laws, and I pray they pass the George Floyd Policing Act. We need it. But when Jesus offered his model prayer, he put in there that we were to pray. And I do believe it wouldn't hurt you to start praying it again. Because that model prayer ends with, and deliver us from all evil. One context, one writer says, from the evil one. Deliver us from evil. Because there are times when you can literally see demonic infusion into the activity of human beings. Something crosses over from being ignorance and stupidity to recognizing that's a spirit. And was so powerful that everybody that came in, even though they were not in it, picked up on the same demonic forces. Evil. You and I, we live in a world filled with disease, filled with death, dying, the process to death. Depression, degradation, the demeaning of others because they don't act or look or think like you. We live in that world. And that world has evil. But it's not just this time we're living in. That 
kind of spirit, the spirit of confusion is something that goes on and has gone on since the world began. This is not the first pandemic. There are biblical pandemics that one can see. And what you and I have got to recognize is there are some things that we should pick up on and begin to learn and begin to associate with and see if they might have some way of helping us deal with what life is dealing to us now. Because I don't care who you are, sooner or later, you're going to go through something. And when you go through, you're going to have to learn how to go through. Some of us go through better than others. Some of us learn to deal with issues better than others. Some of us simply fall apart. Some of us simply roll up in the bed in a fetal position and refuse to move. Some of us, when people begin to talk about us, we cower down, we back away, we run from it. When we feel our weakness, we feel that we must give up, surrender to that which is in front of us. The apostle teaches us some lessons here that I don't think often talked about in church. And there are lessons that I want to raise in this, this moment of dialogue with you. I, I want to raise these lessons because I think he's showing us something. When one reads the text, what one really is looking at is the apostle speaking to the Corinthians and telling them, I know what you have been doing. And I know what you have been saying. And I know you've been comparing my ministry to the ministry of these super apostles. I've never claimed to be a super apostle. I just claim to be me. I never told you I was the best speaker. I just told you I was me. Didn't tell you I could do it better than anybody else. I'm just being the best. Me, I can be. And don't deny me because someone else does it differently. He, he says, I, I want you to understand something. You can criticize me, but, but I want you to know you cannot verify what you're saying by two or three witnesses because folk know me, but I have people who will offer forensic proof of who I am. That my word is true, that the gospel that comes from me is true. I've got people that will stand and will recognize that God is working in me. So. So I want to offer, I want to offer, I want to offer. I'm not going to be long. I'm not going to be long. I promise you I'm not going to be long. I want, I want to get back to my wife. I want to get back to my wife. Here, 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 here. I want to offer three lessons from the apostle. Three lessons from the apostle. Three lessons from the apostle. And, and, and the first of which is that the apostle teaches us that every now and then you got to tell folk you coming. He admonishes them with a warning. 
he admonishes them with a warning. Uh, you know, when you're talking junk, I hate to use this militaristic language in such a, a society we live in now where, where people are getting shot all the time. But, but, you know, when you say certain things to certain people, someone will come back and say, oh, shots fired. What, what, they, what they say is, what they're trying to say is that, that they just said something to you that I know had to hurt your feelings. Every now and then you got to tell them, we, we ain't going to play this game no more. That, that, that this is enough that, that, that I've heard what you've had to say and that you said your peace. God bless you. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much. God bless you. But that's about enough right now. We, we're done with that because I know who I am and I hope you know who you are. And since I know who I am, I know that there's some things I ain't got to put up with. I'm tired of putting up with this now. You either put up or shut up. Either you show your cards or leave the table. But right now, we ain't having no more of that. We, we done with that? He said, he said I'm, I'm warning you, I'm warning you. I, when I come next time, I'm not going to spare. Now, for those of you who are pugilistic, this ain't your scripture, because he ain't talking about taking that folk outside and open up a can of, you know what I mean. That's not what he's saying. That's not what he's saying. See, some of y'all thought I just gave you a license to get somebody straight. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is, when I come back, I will not be nice about this. If that means you have to leave, that you can't stay here anymore, you can't be in fellowship with us, then that's okay. But I won't be nice and acting like it's okay that you're acting a fool. I'm going to put it in check like it ought to be checked. They used to say, you don't want to make Michael Jordan mad. Michael Jordan would find anything to get mad. We got mad on the court. If you looked at him wrong, Michael Jordan would go off on you. He'd liable to score 40 on you on a bad night. He'd had a fluid because he did. He would take offense and would be at his best. Let me help somebody here. I'm not telling you that you gotta wait till you somebody makes you mad. But what I am telling you is that when someone is acting out of character and they're pushing every button, as a believer, you do not have to stay and be a punching bag because somebody else is having a bad day. You don't have to stay and let them slap the taste out of your mouth because they lack taste. You don't have to stay and get a foot up your derriere because they think it's okay because you won't speak up because you'll stay silent. At some point, the devil's got to know you are the devil and I put you under my feet. But, but not only, but not only, but not only, but not only that. I told you I don't want to be long. I don't want to be long. I got to go rush. But not only that, not only does he admonish them with a warning, but he acknowledges his weaknesses. He acknowledges his weaknesses. Now, see, some of y'all, some of y'all, not me, some of y'all, some of y'all, some of y'all want to act like you got it all together. 
that you all that in a bag of chips and you just got the best dip. You just ain't doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 you at some point have got to understand that Paul says, I realize I got some issues. I, I ain't perfect. I, I got some weaknesses as to my humanity. And in effect, he said, but so did Jesus. Come on, I'm about to help you. I'm going to preach this today. Oh, feel it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse, verse 3, he says, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. He says, I done been around you in weakness. I was there in weakness. Matter of fact, if you want to read 2 Corinthians this week and just kind of go over a little bit, watch this. He, said, he says, in case some, no one's ever told you, I done went through a lot of stuff. I, I'll come back to that later. I'm not going to dwell on it, but, but I've been through some things. I've been beaten, shipwrecked. I've had a hard time. He said, matter of fact, it got so bad that I even have in my flesh a thorn. He said he called it the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be getting my head above measure. He says, I've been through some things. He says, but, but I want you to understand something. I, I've, I've learned how not only to live with my weaknesses, but to recognize that when I'm weak, y'all missed it, that when I'm weak, that's when I am strong. I'm going to come back to that. Okay. At some point, you've got to be able to see what you've been dealing with and to take that which the enemy wants to make to be your flaw and say, hey, devil, you're not going to get me with that. I know I can't do what I used to do, but I bet you I'll give you a black eye the way I can. Come on here, somebody. I can't run around this pulpit the way I used to run around it, but I'll sit here and punch you right in the face all I can because I know that when I'm weak, Okay. I, I, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going that he acknowledges his weaknesses. You know, you know what's wrong with most of us? We seek so much to hide our weaknesses that we won't own our stuff. So when our stuff comes out, we all upset because we were trying to hide. But when you own your stuff, ain't nothing nobody can do to hurt you. Y'all missed it. He says, yeah, I have been weak. I've got some stuff going on. Watch what he says. Look at verse three. Let me, as a matter of fact, let's just do verse four. He says, uh, for even though he was crucified in weakness, 
yielded himself, yet he lives resurrected by the power of the Father, of God his Father. For we too are weak in him as he humanly was weak. Now listen, you've got to know something because what you've got to realize is that a part of your learning to acknowledge your weakness is also you're coming to grips with the fact that you depend upon his strength. That went over somebody's head. Let me see if I can bring it back around and throw it another curve boy. Listen, see, when you realize you're weak, that's when you realize that there are things that you must depend on. See, when, when, when I realize that I can't do, I know who can do. When I realize I can't fix it, I recognize who can fix it. When I realize that I can't go there, but I recognize that he's already there. When I realize that I don't have a way of getting to the White House or the courthouse or the Congress House or the Senate, but I do know a God who never sleeps nor slumbers, who can shake up the United States government and help us to rewrite the laws and make this place a more perfect union. And there are times, as I always say, when you need to pray about it, but there are times when you need to pray on people and tell God, God, fix that man. Fix that woman, change that heart, change that mind, help them to be what they ought to be, rebuke the adversary on their behalf. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I close with this last one, I close, I close with this last one. I, first one is he admonishes them with a with a warning. The second is he attests, he, he goes and he acknowledges his weakness. And the third and last is that he attests to his wherewithal. I know that's not a word we use a lot in these modern Ebonic English ways, but uh, we have more hip hop slang than we have English words. But listen, This idea of wherewithal, it's, it's the proof or the evidence, it's the manifestation that one can do. And what he says is, I got proof of who I am, and I know who I am. And not only do I know who I am, I know whose I am. I know I've got somebody backing up my words. I hope you got someone backing up yours. Because see, when I'm weak, I'm not weak in myself. I'm weak in the God that I serve. And because I serve God, when I become weak, he becomes strong. When I go down, he rises up. If you touch me, you better realize you're touching God's anointed. And he said, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. And so what you've got to know is that I've got power and I've got the wherewithal to use what God has given me. I know who I am and I know there's power. Hey, hey, hey.
You've got to make a demand on God and say, God, fix it. God, change it. God, make a way. And Lord, if you're not going to fix it, fix me to handle it. Fix me to be what you want me to be. God, I'm going through, but I thank you right now for your power that allows me to be depleted, uh, but not defeated. Uh, depleted, uh, but not uh, defeated. Come on, give God a praise. Come on, give God a praise. God bless you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe there's someone here today who looking for a place of worship, looking for a church home and a family. I want you to know that we're here to welcome you to the Shiloh family. If you're online, I want you to call me. Call me right now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Call me right now. Leave me a message right now. While I'm still on the air, call me right this moment. 860-443-6046. Call me right now. Inbox me if you're on Facebook right now. There are saints standing by. If you're in this sanctuary and you desire to be a part of this fellowship, just lift your hand. If you don't have a church home, I extend to you an invitation. As we used to say, the doors of the church are open. You can come by Christian experience or as a candidate for baptism. The doors of the Lord's house are open to you. We welcome you today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Father, we thank you for the word of God, which is a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway. Continue to speak through us, even through this word and open up our minds that we can see the next move of God in our own lives and for what you've called us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, give God a praise all over the sanctuary. You may be seated. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you to prepare your offering, whatever God has laid upon your heart. You know the tithe belongs to the Lord. The beginning of the tithe, the end of the tithe is the beginning of the offering. I walk in obedience, so I live by faith. I confess that I am blessed. Come on now. What I really want to remember is who I am in God. So I give as unto the Lord. The tithe belongs to the God. And you cannot even give your offering till you've given your tithe. So give your tithe and give an offering. Some of you have honored God with standing with us in the purchase of our lands and properties all around here. And I ask that you continue to honor God with your pledged gifts. Give as unto the Lord. Give as unto the Lord. Now, every Wednesday, every Tuesday rather, we, have, we take up our offering on Tuesday nights. It's a benevolent gift. And so just a reminder, whatever we take up on Tuesday night, we give away, literally we give away. We turn that resources over to the diaconate to give away and to our heal, our ministry, our agape ministry. 
There are three ways to give. You can give right now while you're in the sanctuary. On your way out the door, leave your envelope. You can give by mail to P.O. Box 929, New London, Connecticut. Or you can give online, either through Givelify or Cash App. Just make sure you're at Shiloh Baptist Church, New London. Shiloh, New London. Amen. If it doesn't say Shiloh NL, it might not be us. You will have given, and I'm sure they'll be grateful and happy to receive, but it, it may not come to us. New London, New London, New London. You know, some people think that I, I keep using location, and they're like, well, why do you always do that? Let me tell you something. The churches are now doing this all over the country, particularly since the pandemic because they're recognizing their members can't find them online. Uh, we were at uh, my wife's father's funeral and that, that church is First Baptist Church. But if you don't put Milford in, do you know how many First Baptist churches you come up with? So you gotta know where you are. It separates you, your location separates you from the pack. God bless you. I love you all with the love of the Lord. Get your offering. Hold in your hand. If you're giving on, on, on your device, hold your device in your hand. Consecrate that. It probably needs to be. Amen. Thank you for getting it. Let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you now as we give. We thank you, God, that you're going to bless us. We put in our gifts, our tithes, our offering, our capital stewardship gifts. Even on this, the first Sunday in February, we ask God that you bless us, cause increase in our lives, and remind us that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen.